My name is Katie, and I um, am a volunteer here at Brandywine um, Valley Baptist Church in the youth group. Some of my small group girls here. And I am a nurse as well, a pediatric nurse. And so I'm glad to be here this morning and just have this conversation uh, about anxiety with you guys. So I'm just going to pray, and then we'll get started. Um, God, I thank you for today. Um, I just thank you for this Renew Conference. Um, I just thank you for all the people here and um, the speakers, um, propaganda, um, and the comedy um, show this morning as well. Um, I just pray uh, that you will use my words this morning um, to speak to us about this topic of anxiety and what you have to say about it. Um, and just have a good conversation. Thank you. In your name, amen. amen. <sighs> All right, so um, do you want to open up your pamphlets to the notes section? Um, I have five questions, so they're on the board. I'll read them out loud, and then we'll take a couple of minutes for you guys to answer them. Um, the first um, question, what are some words that come to your mind when you think of anxiety? <clears throat> um, have you ever been anxious about something? Is the second question. What are some things you fear? Do you tend to talk about your feelings or hold them in? And does the Bible talk about anxiety? All right. So, people are comfortable to kind of raise your hand and I'm going to list them. So, what are some words that come to your mind when you think of anxiety? Fear. Fear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doubt. Doubt. Yeah. Uncertainty. Uncertainty. Good. Irrational. Irrational, yeah. Yeah. Stress. Stress. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Panic. Panic. Yeah. Yeah. Self loathing. Self loathing. Yeah. Yeah. Worry. Worry. Mm-hmm. Good. Awesome. Anybody else? Consuming. Consuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Good words, guys. Um, yeah, fear, doubt, uncertainty, irrational, stress, panic, self-loathing, worry, consuming. Um, question number two, have you ever been anxious about something? Has anybody ever been anxious about something? Yeah. All right. A lot of us, right? Yeah. Um, what are some things, how about, that you fear? Yeah. Judgment. Judgment. Yeah. Yeah. The future. The future. Yeah. Yeah. Messing up. Messing up. Yeah. Failure. Failure. Yeah. Projection. 
Awesome. Um, judgment, good answers. Future, messing up, failure, rejection, disappointment, um, all things, you know, that we all have different fears. Um, so raise your hand if you think that, if you feel like you tend to talk about your feelings, if you feel like you're like a talker. Okay, okay. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> what about, do you feel like, raise your hand if you feel like you tend to hold in your feelings, do you like keep them to yourself? Okay, all right, yeah. So a little more than that, yeah. All right, and the last question, does the Bible talk about anxiety? Yes, yes, okay, great. So that's kind of, um, that will lead us kind of into what we're gonna talk about this morning. So um, talk about, you know, anxiety, what the Bible says about anxiety, um, and, um, and kind of some questions and conversation. Um, so for, to kind of start, I have a little, some statistics for you. So, um, and some just like background for anxiety. So some definitions of anxiety. Um, anxiety for a noun is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Um, psychiatry defines anxiety as a nervous disorder characterized by a state of excessive uneasiness and apprehension, typically with a compulsive behavior or panic attacks. The American Psychological Association says anxiety is an emotion characterized by feelings of tension, worried thoughts, and physical changes like increased blood pressure. People with anxiety disorders usually have reoccurring intrusive thoughts or concerns. They may avoid certain situations out of worry. They may also have physical symptoms such as sweating, trembling, dizziness, or a rapid heartbeat. Um, anxiety disorders, some examples of include panic attacks within anxiety disorders, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, and post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, a couple statistics for um, from the American and Depression Association of America. Um, who thinks, um, so number one, number two, or number three? The most common, like number one, the second most common, or the third most common? Who thinks anxiety is the most common mental illness in the US? Okay, so, all right. Second, who thinks it's the second? All right, who thinks it's the third? All right, so it's actually, it's the most common anxiety disorder, it's the most common mental illness in the US, affecting 40 million adults ages 18 and older, or 18.1 of the population every year. Um, anxiety disorders are highly treatable, but only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. Um, anxiety disorders, some of the reasons that anxiety disorders develop uh, from a complex set of risk factors, including genetics, so our genes, our brain chemistry, our personality, and life events, things that have happened to us that might trigger anxiety in our lives. Uh, many people with anxiety also have a co-occurring disorder or physical illness which can make their symptoms worse and recovery more difficult. So it's essential to be treated for both uh, the disorders. Um, and then this is kind of where some of you guys fall in. So anxiety disorders affect 25.1% of children, so people between the ages of 13 and 18 years old. And research shows that untreated children with anxiety disorders are at higher risk to perform poorly in school miss out on important social experiences and engage in substance abuse. Also, um, a lot of times in this age group, also uh, anxiety disorders co-occur with other things such as depression, eating disorders, and ADHD. Um, so um, there are is treatment for anxiety disorders. Some um, treatment depends on 
diagnosis, um, how it affects your day-to-day life, um, several standard approaches uh, that are proved effective are therapy, um, medicine, and then there's complementary and alternative treatment, um, things like p- people like meditation, mindfulness, um, relaxation techniques, um, things like acupuncture, yoga, stress management, those are some things. Um, so that's just kind of like an overview, kind of background. Um, I'm going to read, um, there's a, this book um, that I really like and I would really, I would highly recommend. It's called Anxious for Nothing. It's by Max Licato. Um, and it's, um, we'll go into that verse later, but the Philippians 4, 6, and 7, the verse about be anxious for nothing. Um, and so I'm going to read um, a little bit from that. Um, which I thought was just like a good, um, the way that he writes it, um, just like kind of good description. If you've ever experienced anxiety, you might be able to relate to it. Um, And then has a little bit also statistic information. All right. Um, It's a low-grade fear, an edginess, a dread, a cold wind that won't stop howling. It's not so much a storm as the certainty that one is coming, always coming. Sunny days are just an interlude. You can't relax, can't let your guard down. All peace is temporary, short term. It's not the sight of a grizzly, but the suspicion of one or two or ten behind every tree, beyond every turn. Inevitable. It's just a matter of time until the grizzly leaps up out of the shadows, bears its fangs, and gobbles you up, along with your family, your friends, your bank account, your pets, and your country. There's trouble out there, so you don't sleep well. You don't laugh often. You don't enjoy the sun. You don't whistle as you walk. And when others do, you give them a look. That look. That are you naive look. You may even give them a word. Haven't you read the news and heard the reports and seen the studies? Airplanes fall out of the skies. Bull markets go bare. Terrorists terrorize. Good people turn bad. The other shoe will drop. Fine print will be found. Misfortune lurks out there. It's just a matter of time. Anxiety is a meteor shower of what-ifs. What if I don't close the sale? What if we don't get the bonus? What if we can't afford braces for the kids? What if my kids have crooked teeth? What if crooked teeth keep them from having friends, career, or a spouse? (laughs) What if they end up homeless and hungry, holding a cardboard sign that reads, my parents couldn't afford braces for me? Anxiety is a trepidation. It's a suspicion, an apprehension. Life in a minor key with major concerns. Perpetually on the pirate ship's plank. You're part Chicken Little and part ER. The sky is falling, and it's falling disproportionately on you. As a result, you are anxious. A free-floating sense of dread hovers over you. A call across the heart, a nebulous hunch about things that might happen sometime in the future. Anxiety and fear are cousins, but not twins. Fear sees a threat. Anxiety imagines one. Fear screams, get out. Anxiety ponders, what if? Fear results in fight or flight. Anxiety creates doom and gloom. Fear is the pulse that pounds when you see a coiled rattlesnake in your front yard. Anxiety is the voice that tells you, never ever for the rest of your life walk barefooted through the grass. There might be a snake somewhere. The word anxious defines itself. It's a hybrid of angst and angst and schist, anxious. Angst is a sense of unease. Shiss is a sound I made on the 10th step of a flight of stairs when my heart beats fast and I run low on oxygen. I can be heard inhaling and exhaling, sounding like the second syllable of anxious, which makes me wonder if anxious people aren't just that, people who are out of breath because of the angst of life. 
Anxiety takes our breath for sure, if only that were all it took. It also takes our sleep, our energy, our well-being. Do not fret, wrote the psalmist, it only causes harm. Psalm 37.8 Harm to our necks, our jaws, our backs, and our bowels. Anxiety can twist us into an emotional pretzel. It can make our eyes twitch, our blood pressure rise, our heads ache, our armpits sweat. To see the consequences of anxiety, just read about half the ailments in a medical textbook. Anxiety ain't fun. Chances are that you or someone you know struggles seriously with anxiety. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, anxiety disorders are reaching epidemic proportions. In a given year, nearly 50 million Americans will feel the effects of a panic attack, phobias, or other anxiety disorders. Our chests will tighten, we'll feel dizzy and lightheaded, we'll feel crowds and avoid people. Anxiety disorders in the U.S. are the number one mental health problem among women and are only second to alcohol and drug abuse among men. Our college kids are feeling it as well. In a study that involves more than 200,000 incoming freshmen, students report all-time lows in overall mental health and emotional stability. And as psychologist Robert Leahy points out, the average child today exhibits the same level of anxiety as the average psychiatric patient in the 1950s. Kids have more toys, more clothes, and opportunities than ever, but by the time they leave home, they are wrapped tighter than Egyptian mummies. They are tense. All right, so that um, I just thought was like, a good kind of to get a little bit of a picture. Um, so before kind of go further, um, I um, just wanted to share just so I'm talk we're talking about anxiety um, and just so everybody here um, knows, and so I'm talking about anxiety, so it's just that I can relate to anxiety, um, and just share a little bit about my own experience with anxiety, um, so I can remember being anxious, like, feeling that feeling of anxiousness all the way back to when I was, like, a young girl, um, and remember I was, like, fearful of things, um, and definitely, um, like, fear, um, something that, like, I experienced. Um, anybody ever hear about the face on the milk carton, like, back the, I was, like, convinced that, like, I would be, like, the face on the milk carton, somehow I would be kidnapped, and I would be lost, and somebody would be looking for my picture, um, and, um, I'd been told, like, not to call the, to, when I was little, I don't know, safety thing, like, never call 911 unless it's an emergency, and, um, one time I was asked to call, like, a number that had 911 in it, like, just, like, in the middle of it, and it was like convinced, like it's not an emergency. I'm gonna be in trouble for calling like this number because it's 911. And so things that like were unrealistic didn't seem realistic. You know, people said not realistic things. Um, but for me, it was realistic. And making sure the doors were locked. I was, you know, thinking of like a fear of something that would happen to my parents. Like imagine things in my head and like worry, you know, about them. Um, and so for me, like one of my coping things was like to try to take control of things that I could take control of, um, which is something I still have to work on. Um, and so I was actually like diagnosed, I would say, with having anxiety, like anxiety disorder, when I was in high school um, and started going to therapy um, with a, um, so I was with a therapist. And for a period of time, I tr tried a medicine for my anxiety. Um, I remember, sisters in the back my first like panic attack in New York City and I like took me like 10 years to go back to New York City um so these like for me something that I very much can like tell you I've experienced um so some of the things that like I fear and cause anxiety um are, are crowds 
um, death or tragedy of people I care about. Ironically, public speaking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so pray for me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, germs, and I'm a nurse, but like germs are something that causes heights. Um, and I can like have a conversation with somebody and rethink it over and over again, like how I responded. Did they think that I meant this when I responded this way? Um, over and over again. <laughs> um, so some of you might yeah, be able to relate a little bit um, and think about like a past situation and get anxious about thinking about it might happen again. Um, so I can definitely, how I said in here, like think, be anxious, like get anxious about being anxious. Um, so some symptoms I've experienced of anxiety are uncontrollable worry, fear, like muscle tension, it like goes to my neck, fast heart beat, irritability, restlessness. Um, so for me, I would say like generalized, but certain situations can increase my anxiety. So things in, like in my life, um, definitely so like I'm anxious you know and have a fear of like death and tragedy but I've experienced things that I've experienced with people that I'm close and death and family members um, and my parents got divorced when I was in 10th grade um, I five years ago hurt my neck which kind of totally changed my career um, and life so past experience is something that triggers my anxiety um, so during times of personal struggles or situations that I have found my anxiety kind of spin um, some things that I have found helpful is therapy. I currently go to counseling one time a week, and that's something that really helps me. Um, some of the things like the relaxation techniques or like exercise and things like that um, can be helpful. Um, being able to like talk to trusted friends um, when I feel like talking, because sometimes when I'm anxious, I don't always feel like talking to people. Um, and so for me, I think like understanding that there was nothing wrong with me that I have anxiety and I'm not necessarily ever going to get rid of it completely but kind of like how do I manage it and so which ultimately like going to God with my questions asking him for help during seasons that were harder and have been harder than others and uh, meditating on his word during the difficult times to help me get through um, or help me when I'm feeling anxious um, along with like I said the therapy um, and working through those past experiences and my thought pattern. Um, so the kind of the question on your, on like the, for my topic was like, can I be a Christian and still struggle with anxiety more to kind of get the conversation, you know, started. Um, but yes, I am a Christian. I put my faith in God and I have anxiety. And so sometimes I struggle with more feelings of feeling anxious and some days more than others, some seasons more than others. Um, but definitely, um, like going, that's kind of talking about this more like going to God and, um, and God has given us things that can treat, you know, our anxiety. Um, but, um, like something that I can, you know, but some going to him when we're feeling anxious and how kind of that question, you know, going forward. Um, so for those who experience anxiety, just want everybody, you know, I can relate with something that I've experienced. Um, and just want, um, and these are things kind of that I have a couple of people in the Bible, some verses, and then we're going to have some like kind of questions on just questions we might have or questions that other people have had about anxiety. Um, so three people um, in the Bible who in, who in biblical times, there's like not necessarily was like, it's, there's verses about anxiety, but not like a word for chronic or temporary like anxiety, but those people, three people that I have, David, Daniel, and Jesus, um, who experience periods of worry, unease, and angst. So what does anybody know about David? Does anybody know about anything about David? 
in the Bible. You said something? King. King, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's like the smallest of his family. Smallest, yep. Yeah. Shepherd boy who takes a life. Yeah. Awesome. Great. So, yeah. So, um, in the book of um, Psalms, um, we see a lot of times we see David. And he's um, writing and he's crying out to the Lord um, in times of like hardship, in times where he's distressed. Um, in verse in Psalm sixty nine twenty nine, um, it says that. The verse says, "I am in pain." Um, so this is David talking. I am in pain and distress. May your salvation, O God, protect me. Uh, Another version says, like, he's in pain and afflicted. Um, So things that, like, King Saul seeking to kill David, um, his enemies are rising against him, led him to things like being distressed, being in pain, fearing for his life and the future and what was going to happen in the future. Um, So that's the first one. What about, anybody know anything about Daniel in the Bible? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else about Daniel? Yeah. Um, he refused to worship the statue that they had. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that story when you're in in uh. Promised to trust God even against his life. Uh huh. In lion's dens, yeah, the lion's dens, yeah, right, when you're kids, you hear about that a lot. Um, Yeah, so Daniel, um, and um, he, in verse, verse Daniel, verse, chapter 8, verse 27, um, he, it says, I, Daniel, was exhausted and lay ill for several days. Then I got up and went about the king's business. I was appalled by the vision. It was beyond understanding. And then in Daniel 7, 15, um, it says, while I, Daniel, was watching the vision and trying to understand it. Um, oops, sorry, wrong words. Sorry, sorry. Um, I, Daniel, was troubled in spirit and the visions that passed through my mind disturbed me. Um, so... Daniel was disturbed by the terrifying visions. He's seeing visions of the future, what's going to happen, and it affected him physically. Um, so he's like, he lay in bed, he was troubled in spirit, things that affected him, okay, of seeing what was going to happen and being like worried and affected by it. Um, and then Jesus, so um, in Luke 22:44, um, we see Jesus, and he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he, it's before he knows that he's going to go and die um, and die for our sins. And he's, he is, you know, he knew what was going to happen and he was sent to do this. And he, it says in Luke 22, 44, in being, talking about Jesus, in being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. And um, recently... Our pastor did a sermon on this and talked about the term for sweating blood is called hematidrosis. And doctors describe this as one's fight or flight response, which is caused by extreme distress, anxiety, or fear. So thinking about that kind of like Jesus 
knowing what was going to happen, came from heaven to die for our sins, but still having like such apprehension, such anxiety, worry about actually doing it, that he sweated drops of blood. Um, and just to kind of, you know, in that, that to look at even in yourself, if you've experienced, you know, anxiety, and sometimes you can feel like, you know, what's like, why am I feeling this way? Or what's wrong with me? Um, but just, just look at, you know, w- look at this kind of story, looking at Jesus, and he knew everything, and he still, you know, experienced that such anxiety of what was going to happen. Um, so uh, um, I made you guys, um, if I, oops, whoa, sorry. Um, so I, um, if you guys want to take these out, I'm going to, if we want to read a couple, I, um, for me, um, these are some encouraging Bible verses um, that I have found um, to comfort me at times when I felt really anxious um, and to kind of meditate on. Um, sometimes I've written them on like a note card and put it in my car or put it like on a mirror, like somewhere where I'm going to see it, um, or just kind of said to myself, um, I have, and, um, and this, so I wanted to kind of like give you something that you guys can like keep and hang on to, put it in your Bibles, or put it, you can put it in your notebooks for now, um, and um, that can be really, like, encouraging to you. Um, does, um, I wanted to read a couple of them. Does anybody w- feel comfortable reading them? Yeah, yeah. When you cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you, First Peter 5, seven. Awesome, thanks, yeah. So cast all your anxiety on God, you know, because he cares for us. And so anything that we're feeling, any anxious, like we know that God cares for us and we can cast it on him. Anybody want to read that one? Veronica? Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty. Awesome. And that one's like, so with Jesus is talking and like, come to me, come to Jesus, all who are weary and burdened, like with whatever is going on. And we can come to to God for that rest. <coughs> Anybody want to read another one? Yeah. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Matthew 6, 25 to 27, 34. Awesome. Yeah, that's when I think always for me too, like thinking about like the birds and just, you know, that they're taken care of and how, you know, how that can compare, you know, to us. Um, so I love that one. Yeah. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm. 4610. Awesome. And this one, I would say this is like my favorite verse ever. Um, but this one's so like, it's a simple one too, easy to like remember. And just anywhere that like, if I'm in a situation or I might be feeling like anxious, I can just like say it to myself. And like, for me, sometimes like a deep breath, like, all right, be still, know that God's in control. And like, it's something that easy to just kind of say. <clears throat> all right, Maddie. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. Awesome. Yeah. And that one, just like remembering God's with us, 
he's going to help get us through. <coughs> awesome. Two more. Yeah. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. John 16, Awesome. Yeah. And this one too, just like the peace and just like knowing that there is going to be trouble, there are going to be things that are hard, but, you know, God is, God is with us and we know that the ending, what's going to happen, you know, and so the world has already, I have overcome the world. It's just so, so great. One more. Yeah. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans fifteen thirteen. Awesome. Yep. And that one is great too. Great. Yeah. So these, um, we're going to do the last one at the end, but, um, but the other yeah ones are on there too. Um, and, um, I just put it somewhere. It's and even if you have a friend or someone you think might want, you can feel free to grab a second one. Um, so, um, I want to, everybody has an index card. Um, and I understand that, um, I am going to have like a couple, ask a couple questions and have another time for people to respond out loud. But, um, I wanted to give you an opportunity um, to write like down a question, um, just kind of like for follow-up. And sometimes you're people, you're more comfortable writing down a question um, than you know it out loud. But writing a question down um, about that you have about anxiety. So maybe like a question that you would ask somebody who um, who experiences anxiety. Maybe a question like how to help somebody. Um, who's feeling anxious, maybe you've experienced anxiety and want to have a question about your own like personal experience with anxiety. Um, but a lot of you, most of you guys came with like a church and so what we're going to do um, is just kind of, you know, compile the questions um, just and kind of um, follow up with leaders um, just so you guys, you know, as these questions and just questions you have that we can kind of like have a follow up on. So if you want to have, you don't have to put your name on it, but if you feel like oh, I just would rather have a follow-up directly, you can put your email on the back, okay? Uh, but any question, and then if you, um, once you're done, just raise your hand and I'll put it in here.
Um, just a question that you have about anxiety. Um, all right, so, um, I have three questions, and if I have some people, um, I, like, ask these questions, people that experience anxiety, um, so I have some of their answers, but if people, um, feel comfortable, um, sharing or being, giving their own experience, so, there you go, sorry, um, oh, sorry, does anybody, did I forget anybody else's, I'm sorry, um, so what are some things that trigger, if you feel like you have had anxiety, what are some things that like trigger your anxiety? <laughs> yeah? Uh, usually being alone with my thoughts later in the day. Alone with your thoughts. more fatigue seems to yeah. be a lot worse. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Someone else right here? Yeah. Like, I feel like knowing that like a lot of people are going to be like around you when you're already like anxious. Mm, yeah. Being there makes you like more anxious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. When there's like a lot of pressure on something. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah. Like school or like some yeah. like, or like a interview. Or something interview. Like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. When you feel like someone's mad at you. Like mm. Mm. Yeah. Makes you like overthink it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's being around my dad. Yeah. yeah. Makes you more anxious. Yeah. And sometimes that is. Yeah, different people can like make it. Yeah. Yeah. And being around people you don't know and not knowing how they'll like react. Mm, that one too, yeah. Social media. Social media. It's a big one right now that like I feel like that's so big right now. Like I didn't even I'm thirty two and I we had like aim aim was like just like kinda like you know, but mm -hmm. AOL you put like a way message up, like but now everything is at your fingertips. So yeah. 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 Not knowing what the outcome of something will be. Mm. Yeah. Makes you more anxious, right? Like stimulates it. Yeah. Believing that people have certain expectations. What'd you say? You believe in that people have certain expectations mm. of you. Yeah. And that you're not gonna be live up to like what those are. Yeah, these are all really good answers. Yeah. Only seeing something about yourself that you don't like or you fear that others won't like about you. Mm. Yeah. So you have to so you want to try to cover it up as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Also, just like holding in small feelings that like build up over time, mm. like then it becomes anxiety at some point. Just accumulates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. Um. Some other like the um. Um, wrote like anxiety being pointed out. Like if I know others think I'm anxious, then I'm gonna overthink it and be more anxious. 
Um, somebody said my anxiety spikes if I feel I can't fix a problem or have a solution to something. Um, confrontation, yelling, uh, finances, bad memories, bosses, um, performing, not being good enough, which are some things that some other people wrote. Um, so what do you find personally, we talked about a little bit, like what do you find personally that helps you with your anxiety or if you're feeling anxious? Have you found? Yeah. Breathing? Breathing? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, worship music. Worship music. Yeah, listening to worship music. Yeah. I was going to say, like, listening to music or taking a shower. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just like having that time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then you. Yep. Um, sometimes just like wrapping myself in a really big blanket. <laughs> just like cozying up. <laughs> yeah. Working out. Working out, like exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say running. Running, yeah, definitely, yeah. Sorry, you and then you. <laughs> you guys are all going crazy. If I find a way to like laugh at something, mm. I feel that takes a lot of attention. Mm. Just like free focus. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of gonna say the same yeah. thing. I was gonna say watching comedy. Okay, something that like you do. Yeah, yeah, Julian. Uh, pretty much anything except being alone. Okay. Yeah, yeah that makes it worse. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because it can either go one of two ways, but sometimes just like overly distracting myself with social media, mm -hmm. like just finding a distraction, but then it can also come back to bite you. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. Like being more like when I'm alone with my thoughts, like just trying to go on YouTube or just do something else. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Writing stuff down. Writing stuff down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like comparing it to other times, I might have had the anxiety and realizing that. I made it through that so I can make it through this. Mm, yeah, yeah. Painting or drawing. Painting or drawing, like a hobby. Yeah, yeah. I'm real concrete. When I'm ready to give it to God, I write it down and I have a worry box that says, give to God and don't take back. And uh, I write it down, hold the little piece of paper up and put it in. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that I Good visual. It. Yeah, I need the visual. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, I tend to be this person that does too much. Okay. Like, like plans or planning things, so canceling plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as needed, and um, telling myself one thing at a time because you can't do it all. Yeah. Um, and boundaries. Boundaries is so big. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. This might be weird, but. And this last verse you're gonna go over. Yeah. But this is like the verse I always go to in my anxiety. But like it's like just saying things I'm thankful for. Mm, yeah. Like out loud, like knowing all the good things that God has given me and just verbally saying them. Yeah. And scripture and prayer, just out loud. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it can make a difference. It then, makes a difference. Yeah, because then you get in your head. Yeah, yeah, if you say things out loud or write it, it yeah. kind of like releases it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Good, awesome, thanks guys. And then the last one, so is there something like somebody else could do to comfort you when you're feeling anxious? Yeah. Sometimes just like sit and talk. Yeah. Like it doesn't even have to be about what's going on, but just talking in general. Like a distraction. Uh -huh. Good, yeah. Um, I would say one big thing is, um, I kinda lost my train of thought. Oh, no worries. <laughs> no worries. We can yeah, come back, back to you when you think that. No worries. No pressure. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say just like, 
Yeah. Hugs. Hugs. <laughs> Somebody in the last group said that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone like you're praying out loud. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. If I'm having like an actual panic attack, going through the grounding techniques, my friends like count out loud the different numbers that I'm supposed to be looking for. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they know that your friends. Yeah, that's they really good. For me when they found out. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So in a lot of situations, you know, you have a fear and or an anxiety that doesn't make sense to most people. So, in, instead of immediately explaining why why that's irrational, more agreeing with them mm-hmm. that it's a problem, but it's not as big of a problem as you think it is. Mm-hmm. I think is better than just immediately dismissing it. Dismissing it and just being like, yeah, don't worry about it. And then yeah. it's like, well, I'm not still gonna worry about it, so you're not helping me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, some of people were like, just like, let me be. Like, they just wanna be by themselves. Um, or um, like, um, um, reminding like me, like telling somebody else telling me how much God loves me, um, being like with a friend. Um, somebody said like, just listen, like like put myself in your shoes for a second, like don't try to. She said rationalize it, just kind of like that. Um, yeah, so definitely, these are all great. Um, so the. Um, the kind, the ending, the kind of the, and I, from this book too. If somebody would like to, uh, um, can somebody read the last verse, the Philippians verse? Do you want to read? Yeah, sure. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present and request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Jesus in Christ Jesus finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things Bless you. Thank you. Um, so, um, so I'm going to read a little bit from this, um, and it says that, um, and then I have, I'll go over that, but um, it says, one would, <coughs> would think uh, that Christians would be exempt from worry, but we're not. We've been taught that the Christian life is a life of peace, and when we don't have peace, we assume that the problem lies within us. Not only do we feel anxious, but we also feel guilty about our anxiety. The result is a downward spiral of worry, guilt, worry, guilt. It's enough to cause a person to get anxious. It makes us wonder if the Apostle Paul was out of touch with reality when he wrote, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for less would have been a sufficient challenge, or be anxious only on Thursdays, or be anxious only in the seasons of severe affliction. But Paul doesn't seem to offer any leeway here. Be anxious for nothing, not a zilch, zero. Is that what he meant? Not exactly. He wrote the phrase in the present active tense, which implies an ongoing state. It's the life of perpetual anxiety that Paul wanted to address. The Lucado Revised Transition reads, Don't let anything in life leave you perpetually breathless and in angst. The presence of anxiety is unavoidable, but the prison of anxiety is optional. 
Anxiety is not a sin, it's an emotion. So don't be anxious about feeling anxious. Anxiety, um, and then it says, um, anxiety, so it goes into this verse and it says, um, that he made like an acronym up, and it's, so if you guys want to write it down in a few minutes, but it's CALM, so C-A-L-M, for this verse, and then, um, and then it's celebrate, ask, with your concerns, meditate on good things, and then equals peace. And I liked like this, um, the whole calm thing because they, like, think there's there's like an app called Calm, like if the mindfulness app. Yeah. Have you heard of it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I tried it before. Um, there's so calm that when you're feeling so you want to be calm, and so um, so for this, this is for the the verse from Philippians. It says five verses with four admonitions that lead to a wonderful promise. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. Um, so for it, for the C, it celebrate God's goodness. So when it says rejoice in the Lord always, celebrating God's goodness. Where The A is ask God for help. So let your requests be made known to God. And then the L is leave your concerns with him. So with thanksgiving, leave your concerns with him. And then M is to meditate on good things. Think about the things that are good and worthy of praise. And it said, could you use some calm? If so, you aren't alone. The Bible is Kindle's most highlighted book, and Philippians 4, 6, or 7 is the most highlighted passage. Apparently, we all could use a word of comfort. God is ready to give it. With God as your helper, you will sleep better tonight and smile more tomorrow. You'll reframe the way you face your fears. You'll learn how to talk yourself off the ledge. View bad news through the lens of sovereignty. Sorry. (laughs) Discern the lies of Satan and tell yourself the truth. You will discover a life that is characterized by calm and will develop tools for facing the onslaughts of anxiety. It will require some work on your part. I certainly don't mean to leave the impression that anxiety can be waved away with a simple pep talk. In fact, for some of you, God's healing will include the help of therapy and or medicine. And if that's the case, do not think for a moment that you are a second-class citizen of heaven. Ask God to lead you to a qualified counselor or physician who will provide you with the treatment you need. This much is sure. It's not God's will that you lead a life of perpetual anxiety. It is not his will that you face every day with dread, and trepidation. He made you for more than a life of breath-stealing angst and mind-splitting worry. And I just, this book, definitely recommend it if anybody wants to check it out, but I love that. And just um, with this topic, and I just think even you guys, everybody today, just like willing to be um, to be open and to kind of, you know, shout out your answers and talk about it. Um, probably you're here, some, you know, people you know um, and a friend. And just I think like the conversation is so important. Um, that, you know, having the conversation and um, if you feel like you're having anxiety or experience anxiety and you feel like that that's something that you need to talk to somebody about, definitely myself or your youth leaders um, just are always, you know, people are available and to just kind of find those people, the friends, the leaders uh, that you can kind of talk to. And I hope these verses, if you, like I said, if you guys want to take another one for like a friend, feel free. Um, but thank you for all being here this morning. So, yeah, thank you. you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.